Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family, we chose this one. This is episode 131, Michelle Rodriguez Music Videos. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Too, and this episode's brought to you by Mighty Music Memory. Music Memory is a nationally recognized curriculum designed to promote the love and knowledge of classical music through an in-depth study of the 16 great composers, their lives, and their music. Shout out to musicmemory.com. Well, shout out to musicmemory.com and also to Christian Larson, our patron who picked this. Yes. Uh, we uh, compliment him a little bit more on his fine taste in the back half of this episode. So, Larson, stick around for that. But, Joe, extracurricular activities. What have you been up to since we last spoke about this very topic, basically? Something happened last night on Tuesday night that I think that we should just completely avoid talking about. After I spent some hours last night watching something very depressing. Oh yeah, because you're a big Indians fan, so you didn't like them getting destroyed by the Yankees. That's what you're talking about, right? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about. By the way, the other thing was held in Cleveland, so I just, when I found yes. that out, I was like, oh, that's just, it's just a bad night for Cleveland in general. <laughs> it was absolutely a bad night for Cleveland. Good point. After that, I wanted to watch something else. I was talking to my friends because we had like a chat going on while we were watching, and we had talked about like uh, nonfiction books, and I was telling them some of like the good like you know true crime books that I've read. And I mentioned, oh, there's the book that was written by Patton Oswalt's wife about the Golden State Killer. I'll be gone in the dark. Yes, and my friend, because I couldn't remember the name of it, and my friend was like, oh, I'll be gone in the dark. The HBO documentary is great, and I was like, what? I didn't know that there was an HBO documentary. Yep. Last night we began watching I'll Be Gone in the Dark, the HBO documentary. I've already read the book. Rachel didn't, but she likes these true crime shows. We've talked about them before. You know, we're big fans of these kind of things. Did you see this one? I did not watch it because I read the book. So I figured that I didn't need to. Like, I think, you know, unfortunately she passed away. And so, like, I think if she was still around, I probably would have watched it. She's heavily in it. Yeah, I still feel like I was like I don't I don't need to like I I, I don't I, I don't you. love yeah. true crime in a way that I'm like oh I need to see everything about everything and I, I I know this story and so I thought I was good but I've heard good things about it it was just one of those like you know yeah it's interesting it gives you more of like the background of how the book was constructed and it's more about what's her Margaret McNamara I think it's Margaret Michelle McNamara. McNamara that's funny I got her last name right but not her first name how weird is that for me so it's interesting right I'm getting a lot more of like the background of it that you don't get through the through the book itself and it's funny because last night as this was happening I, t- I promised Haley I would tell this story that she was messaging us and just checking in and I was telling her you know we're both you and I are doing pretty good we're happy and healthy and I told her that you know I was like a little depressed from earlier in the night and I was gonna put on some murder porn and she was like I, like I know we're close but like I didn't need to know your porn taste and I was like oh no 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 I'll, I'll explain later murder porn there was like this episode of South Park right and is that where this the, comes from I, I guess kind of but kind of not really but like they reference it in that and this is what I always think of when I think of it and like there was an episode of South Park where like all the parents are watching like true crime like pretty much murder porn on TV and they would like get them all horny at night and then they would like <laughs> so anytime I watch like any of these like true crime things or like stuff like that I always just call it murder porn so that was my murder porn reference and I was like no 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 murder porn's a thing not like I'm, I'm not watching snuff films like it just like <laughs> I think the term blank porn gets applied to a lot of things 
Uh, yes. Like there's misery porn, which is yes, which I guess could actually be porn. Food porn. It's the indulgence in something, like if the the pleasure that something brings to you, right? Like yeah. ostensibly like porn would, but just you know whether it's food or murder or whatever. In terms of the I'll be gone in the dark, I like the book. I had been so hyped on the book because that book I'm sure you know like led to the capture like that was like this yes, cold case yes, that had gone for it. decades and because yeah. of her work and so it was interesting for that reason but I felt like because the book's like 550 pages so much of it is just her working and working and working getting close and she passes away and then the book kind of like jumps forward in time to and it's like, like we caught him after he's <laughs> like yeah we used her work and we caught him she's like wait what what that Okay. Like, it felt, yeah. like, both satisfying and also, like, oh, no, like, you, you kind of, you missed the best part. But you can't recreate what she does. And the, the thing that I liked about the book, and they talk about in the in the documentary series, too, I'm only, like, three episodes of the six of the miniseries deep. They talk about how she, like, makes, like, all of the stories very personal. Like, she, like, introduces every case, individual case, as its own set of characters and she tells you about you know the person and what kind of person they were and what they were doing and like what their life is like or like what happened to them and their families and stuff like that and it makes it very personal that's like a cool writing style that isn't really copied all the time right it's usually like it's usually from the perspective of the killer like when we did the zeph movie what like zephingly evil zephingly evil zephingly wicked and zephingly whatever yeah Yes. Yeah, whenever we did that, it's like, oh, you're kind of following around Ted Bundy, and you're, like, seeing it through, like, what he's doing, as opposed to seeing it through the eyes of the victims, and it makes it a very different contrasting thing, so. Either way, the book is good. I like the book. Miniseries seems pretty good, too, so far. I'm halfway through. There's one book, and I, I didn't know where you were going, so we hadn't talked about this yet, but there was a book that I yeah. read a while ago that was a, it's called The Devil in the White City. Have we talked about this? Do you know about this? Yeah, this is another one of the books that I brought up to my friends in the, and like one of my favorite nonfictions last night. Yes, Because you're like, yes, I don't I know if it's book. still happening or not, but I think Scorsese was going to adapt it with Leo in the lead with like the guy that they just kind of like assumed existed or whatever, but it's about a serial killer in Chicago at the turn of the century the world's fair young women would show up to town on a bus be like i'm here to take in the big city he's just like hey come stay in my hotel like i'll put you up and he would just murder them and they think that like he murdered probably dozens if not hundreds of people they don't know because like it just it was so people just assume that this person this young usually a young woman would go to a new city and then just disappear like you never knew what happened to run away oh like they were like running away or like they were like on their way to la or something yeah like and generally like no one in the new city would that would know that she was there but it's really fascinating to contrast the power of technology and growth and everything that was on display at the world's fair meanwhile like maybe the most prolific serial killer in the history of this country was just doing his thing at the same time so it's this fascinating deep dive also into that, that. Book, a little bit of conjecture but also a little bit of like oh no this is like actually what was happening yeah and that book is really nicely and interestingly constructed too because that's the book that alternates chapters between yep. like you know like the, here's the first ferris we are like this was like the inspiration for the ferris wheel and like this is what a day at the world's fair is like and like it like you're pretty much like half walking through the world's fair and then like the next chapter will be like and then this girl was murdered and then it's like world's fair murder yep. yeah i love that book too good yeah. call i i don't read a ton of those just because i don't think i need to like i was i decided when it came out on hbo that i wasn't gonna watch it but i've only heard good things about it even though it's too long like everybody just says it doesn't need to be nine episodes but that nexium doc the vow i'm gonna probably hit that pretty soon too i mean you'll yeah, definitely get to it before i do like it's still on air now i think it's ending so oh. i think it probably aired like six or seven so i think if you wait another couple of weeks they'll like they'll all be out nice that's a good idea but yeah, I want to see that because like I was like I don't need to see like this like the dark, depressing sex cult thing, and then like everybody I've heard talk about it like on podcasts and stuff. They're like, oh no, it's it's great. We've seen some Nexium stuff 
the Lifetime version of it or whatever that was also, like, a miniseries. You know, like, one of these things get picked up. I mean, I guess they're, like, big stories, but, like, you know, like, when OJ came out, we had, like, OJ and then OJ Made in America. Yep. And, like, you have, yep. like, R. Kelly or, like, they make four different versions of them at the same time. Well, so. it's like the Asylum version of what they do with the horror movies. It's like, uh, there's in new Indiana Jones. There's also a new Alan Quartermain movie or there's, like, Triassic World. It's like, well, that's, yes, you know, because yeah, it's on exactly. DVD, like, at CVS next to the register. <laughs> every- like, oh, this is, this is the new dinosaur movie here. Here we go, like, right, so... And you get, like, every tier of it. Like, I think, like, HBO is usually, like, like the most polished Well, the ones. weird thing now is the trifecta. It's like, is it a book, is it a podcast, and is it a TV miniseries? Because I mean, if it's all three, then it's like, oh, yeah, cool. And then is there a fictionalized, oh. like, there was that Theranos doc that with, uh, uh, oh, God, what's her name? Yes. Elizabeth... Yeah, the crazy lady. Uh, Elizabeth Holmes. And that okay. was, I think, a, I don't know what the order was, but there was the book that I read. There was a podcast, which might have come first. Maybe the book was first. Then there was like the New York Times expose or something. There yep. was the, there's the Jennifer Lawrence movie that's coming out. There's the Kate Doc. McKinnon TV series. There was the docu, like the HBO documentary. Like there's like the six different things. It's like, it's and that's still, the trial's still going on, right? So, so we'll just wait a decade and we'll get the whole thing shot over again. <laughs> Man, jeez. But yeah. What else have you been up to aside from watching That's um, it. murder porn? Yeah, just trying to take my mind off of things for a little bit. So I get yeah. it. I did not win a fantasy baseball. I told you that, but that's fine. I'm sorry. Because it was a weird year. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I'm in a good position for next You came in second, though. That's cool. Yeah. No real updates on Spelunky. That's all I've been doing. I finally started doing research online about how to beat it the real way, like going into the subreddit and looking around. And there's so yeah. much insane stuff. I can't. Even, I, w- I won't even say stuff that like happens, but I'm, I'm reading things. I'm like, how would this even work? I don't even understand how this works. You know, they're exploring and trying to find out how things interact. And like, there's this one guy who like did this one type of run who like figured things out and like lost his mind. And he got to this place and then his game crashed and just went back. It's, oh. like, it's like, oh, man the first person in the world to do this one thing pretty difficult and then you know his game just died on him which is you know sad but also a little this bit is, funny this is actually a really cool aspect of it that i wasn't thinking about is like you've been playing this and you were like oh i'm avoiding it so i don't get like spoilers but at this point with it just coming out and all of you guys trying to beat it the like the real way as you call it uh-huh. that it becomes now a community game yeah like yeah that's a really cool aspect of it and really fun you're all trying to like you're doing a whole you know, I'll be gone in the dark type situation. Like you're all doing the research and like, oh, what if you try this? And what if I do this? And because even cool. like in the first game, when people knew how it worked, there were certain things like there's an eggplant item in the game and people didn't know what it was for. And then they finally figured out that if you bring it all the way to the end of the game, you can kill the final boss in one hit. And so oh. it would be easy. Like you can play co-op. And so theoretically, you could just sort of stay out of harm's way. I could clear everything. You hold the eggplant because it's very delicate and we get all the way to the end. But then people were like, can you do it by yourself? And so it like took so long to figure out like ways to kind of break this. Because the game does not is not designed really to let you do it by yourself, but people figured out how to do it. And I actually just read... This that's not this game, but a franchise that's close to our heart. I read an article today on Polygon about people who are like trying to glitch and like break Halo Three. Like still oh, like nice. thirteen years after that game came out. Oh man! And they finally they just did something today that they never thought was possible. Not this today, but like in the last week or two that like they never thought was possible. Like they got somewhere, and to hear the level of detail in like 
how to break the game in certain ways. I'm like, I don't even, I don't understand. Like, that doesn't sound fun to me, but like, if you're in that world, it's like, this seems like the best, like, this is like Christmas morning for people who care about that kind of stuff. Yeah, when we were like, you know, you and I specifically, when we were like 14, figuring out how to like jump down in certain places in Halo or like have a ghost man in the Warthog, like these things were like life changing, Mm -hmm. right? Like it was crazy at the time. This one today apparently put them in a room where cutscenes were generated. It's like, what? What? Yeah, like there's like a room where like the game renders the cutscenes and they were somehow able to get inside that. That's very, very weird. And I don't understand. Like it doesn't even make sense to my brain. And like when you're in there, it's like a big white room that looks like an art gallery with like just massive murals that are just the cutscene. I don't, it's, it's, I I, I don't know how to better describe it. They call it the picture room. I'll have to go Google that afterwards. Yeah, there's a a 10 minute YouTube video where there's like, you know, Halo style music and they just have subtitles just like how to do it. And it's, but like, it's like how to do it, like, as though everyone knows everything and just like go here then kill yourself and drop your weapons like it's all like I I get that I follow that it's just like and then shoot the word or shoot the little uh, mongoose like the little like ATV like on top of this thing but like I would never know how to do that they're like and get the other guy up there just like I like but like it's all treated with equal weight and it's like oh like I don't understand most of this like I think it's amazing (laughs) but I don't know how I don't know what I'm looking at really so the if you were in the shit for you know the past 13 years you'd be like oh yeah it's like do this thing do this thing you'd know all the glitches and be like oh okay there you go it's not to the same extent but i can watch a spelunky stream and see what they're doing but if you're like i don't i don't get i don't it makes sense but i don't know how these pieces operate with one another or how this how any of this works and so just yeah it's just you know it's like speaking a language right like it's about understanding what you're doing everything has its own kind of weird language one other quick story that i wanted to tell you uh because i thought it was kind of cool and it sort of it fits in somewhat i think with your uh, the type of story that you like um, okay. so when i bought my house the guy who sold me the house was like do you want to stay on with the lawn care that i've been doing and i'm like no i, I don't know how much i'm gonna spend on stuff and i'm like i'm good yeah. And then after a couple of years, I was like, you know, it probably could help because, like, there's just stuff that's outside. Like, there's just, like, shitty weeds and grass and whatever. And, like, I still cut my lawn, but, like, this is treatment care whatever. Every time they come and do treatments, they leave notes on, like, ways to be better and whatever. And okay. so they're like, we recommend this thing called core aeration where they dig into the dirt. I don't know what system, what, what tool they use, but, like, dig down into the dirt and aerate it because New Jersey dirt gets super compacted and so it just helps lawn grow fuller and healthier and whatever. They recommend that every cool. couple of years. Okay. And so I call them like, is this something that like makes sense? Is it too late to do seeding? Because like there's dead spots in my lawn because they're making the lawn healthier but by doing that they're essentially killing all the stuff that looks like grass but isn't grass. So there's, yeah. it kind of looks, like it's healthier but it kind of looks worse. Yes. Like the receptionist kind of like, she's giving me some answers she's like, yeah, you know, we're, we're booked up this week but blah blah blah. Like, let me actually get you on the phone with this guy, Bob. He can answer your questions but he's on the phone right now so let me call, but He'll call you back. So he calls me back in a little bit. We're talking, and I was essentially going to be like, the core aeration is 94 bucks, which I thought is way less than I thought it was going to be. Like, it's not nothing, yeah. but I'm like, what this you know miracle thing is for my lawn i'm like oh this is going to cost like several hundred dollars i'm gonna be like no thanks i'm good but then she's like 94 and he's like yeah 94 bucks i was like oh that's not bad like i don't have a lot of lawn but that's not bad i know it's like kind of too late for seeding but like what i'm thinking is maybe have you guys come next year and seed or whatever and he was like and this is what was super cool he's like he's like oh no don't pay us like he's don't it's, it's not worth your money like don't have us seed it's too expensive what i would say is I would say don't get us the core area this year. Take a rake and just sort of bash it up a little bit yourself and then seed to the seed that you have, but don't pay us this year. And then next year, instead of giving us like $300, just 
have us do the core aeration and then you seed yourself. And I thought that was just Sick. so cool that like this guy could have taken me for money this year and a lot of money next year. And I'd have been like, yeah, this seems fair. And he was like, no, like I don't like that's not like I almost wouldn't feel good taking that money from you. That's so dope. And I was like, and now that's you're sold. Cool. Exactly. Yeah, and that, you trust this guy forever. Yeah, because right? I was on the fence about like, I don't know if I should keep on the lawn care or whatever, because like it's making it better, but I don't actually see it better, whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, now I'm good. Because like that took a customer kind of on the fence and being like, oh, no, that guy, now I'm good because this guy yep. knows. And I don't, I don't think that's what he was doing, but it's just like the genuine nature of that. I was like, oh, no, that's very cool. So yeah, I think that this is the best way to be a businessman like if you're honest and like take care of your customers now you have a lifelong customer like is there any reason you'd ever go to another lawn guy now absolutely not no. you'd be like what if this guy's fucking me no way yeah like at I least mean, i know that guy told me the truth exactly and there are so many lawn trucks around like i see so many different companies around my town that i figure that they're competitively priced because if they weren't they wouldn't be around right so that's a, as a baseline and now uh, yeah just an honest good dude right so awesome that's awesome good for him thumbs yeah. up to that guy yeah Go Seriously. give him a good Yelp review or something. Oh, yeah, I should do that. That's all the news that's that I've been up to, I think. Vikings lost again. Super cool. Very, Steelers very cool. Are, Steelers are postponed as of today. Yep. To Monday so or they... Tuesday, in theory. We'll see how that goes, because the Titans have COVID. Big surprise, right? Yeah, I mean, when you have a cornerback like Ryan Gosling on your team, well, they can't catch anything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That doesn't, it doesn't quite, it's actually the inverse, but I'm just trying, there's some kind of gauzing, remember the Titans joke there or whatever, so, I don't know. Yeah, there is, there is. He's a liability. Yeah, <laughs> man. We have a Patreon page here in the show, too fast, too forever.com. Shout out to Cassie Wilson, Jake Freer, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleiman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Party, Haley Gerbys, Wes Hampton, Christian Larson, Jerry Robinson, and Dan the Duke Hayden for supporting us the $5 yes, a month level or above. Thank you all so much. Appreciate it. Seriously. If you want to join in on the fun, too fast, too forever.com, I post all of the episodes early. You know, if you're a $10 a month patron, you get to pick what we watch, like Larson get to pick these music videos today. Whatever yeah. you want us to watch on theme, on brand, too fast, too forever.com. The minute documents, almost done for the first movie, man. We We're are almost done. There. We are almost done. It is, it's crazy to think about. It's super dense. It's like, how many? Like, it's like a hundred and some pages, right? It's fucking long. Oh, it's, it's long. very long. It's it's so long that it takes time for my computer to open it. Same. And uh, yeah, we use, you know, Google Docs for it. It's two, we broke 200 pages today. Oh, 201. Very, very cool. <laughs> very cool. We also have an email address here on the show, family at cageclub.me. And Joe, we have two quick emails. Okay. Okay. First from Wells. And I don't know what this is, because I looked back at the last email and it wasn't referring to that. I didn't forget, I just didn't remember. Okay. It says Kevo 2. I forgot to say Kevo 2. Kevo and Nico. I feel like a jerk. Haha. Oh, okay. But I don't, yeah. I, we didn't talk about Nico and Kevo the last email, so maybe it was two emails ago? I don't know. I, I kind of consider them like a tandem. I don't exclude them, and I don't think that you were being exclusionary in saying just Nico. I got it. Yeah. We got it. And that's it. That was the entire email from Wells. So, Wells, you're all good. We're not, uh, you know, no yeah, harm, no foul. Good, they also, I, I barred them. I don't know if they would anyway, but I, I said do not listen to the opening to because the we didn't want to spoil True. things. But they know that Han is back. That's the big spoiler, right? So, like, they yeah. probably can by this point, but, you know. And the Who other knows? email from Alex Ellenin, subject line, you like calves, Joey. C-A-L-V-E-S. <laughs> well, why were we talking so much about... Oh, we were talking about the calves. Well, that's why because... it's here. That's why it's here. He says, listen to the calf okay. discussion. I definitely remember that episode of True Life. I can't get those visuals out of my head. This is so weird that we all have this memory. Strange. Okay. I don't know if it was on a lot or just memorable. I don't know what was going on, but it, it 
it is vivid in my brain, right? It must have been like like one of the first episodes of it, and like we all were like, okay, this is the new show, and like something cool was on before it, and we like saw the commercial and we started it, and it was like calves, like first. I don't. Thing. I I remember still like the horror. I think I think the horizontal slices where they like yes, inserted. I do too. He says, but the easiest way. The easiest way to build calves is just be fat for a few years. Big dudes always have big calves. Or at least that's what I'm telling myself <laughs> as I drive past the gym on the way to Taco Bell. <laughs> Thumbs up. I approve. We have like one friend in our in our um fantasy hockey group chat and he's like he's always talking about like working out and like a couple of us are married like he's younger than us by like four or five years. And like a couple of us are married and stuff and we're like, keep working out for us, bud, like you do it. Like <laughs> Go for it. Like we're too, we're all old and fat now. We just drink beer and hang out. Like you're good. Yeah. So I'm with you, Alex. At Taco Bell over Barbell for sure. Ooh, ooh. You like that one? I do. That's all the emails. If you want to email family at cageclub.me, it doesn't have to be long and involved. It can be a thing about calves, or it can be a thing about you know yeah. uh, correcting an earlier email. We'll take all comers. Family at cageclub.me. Show on the streets. One big. Well, there's two things about the same person, but number one, the big thing. Uh, the Rock officially endorsed Joe Biden. Good for him, because we were talking Which about we how talked about Kristen this. Schaal yeah. and Dave Bautista called him out for needing mm-hmm. to act presidential, and then within maybe two weeks, uh, yeah. That's cool, yeah. I lean on the, it's kind of his choice thing to do, but that's very, very awesome and good for The Rock. I'm proud of him for making a stand. And awesome. especially when you look at his mentions and just seeing all the insanity of people like, oh, you're dead to me, like, my kids are already burning your movies. Like, a lot of that, if it's real, is very funny. But I think a lot of that is also just, like, because I don't know if you saw, but Roxana, past guest of the show, tweeted screenshots of different people with the same verbatim text. So a lot of that is just Russian bots or whatever kind of, you know, manipulation online that makes it seem like people are that angry or whatever, right? But Yeah, it's weird. And then, like, a lot of these news stories will pick it up and be like, fan outrage, and, like, somebody said that their kids are burning the DVDs, and it's like, well, six Russian bots said it, so... Yeah, so it's just, I mean, the internet's a terrible place to be, but I'm glad that The Rock took a stand. I'm glad that his stand, you know, aligns with mine. Um, And I am bummed that so many people are like, might you ruin my children's childhood or, you know, just like, come on, people. Also, I like the, I like the, like the posthumous boycotting thing. Like, I'm going to burn all the DVDs I already bought from you. Like, well, cool, dude. He doesn't give a fuck. He already got paid for those. Like, that doesn't do anything. Like, you'd be like, I'd never see a rock movie again. Like, that's like a, that's, he does still doesn't care, but that's like a real threat, right? Like, if you go, like, teams, people, sports fans do this all the time. Like, I'm going to go burn his jersey. Like, you already bought the jersey. Who the fuck cares, right? Like, I thought you were going to refer to, I mean, that is, that's the, that's the better point, but I thought you were going to refer to the, the sign that I saw in my town that I sent a picture of. No. Where there's like all around my town. I mean, everywhere, but like around my town, like this little liberal hub or whatever. There's all these signs wherever, like we believe in science and whatever, and like Black Lives Matter yeah. signs and whatever. There's a lot of those, and some houses have a ton of them. And then there, now that there are all the election ones, like people running locally. There's Biden Harris yes. signs. There's Trump Pence signs. Yes. Whatever, right? Yeah. And then there was one where it says the NFL has no home here, which I guess is just parodying kind of the hate has no home here, which are all over my yes. town. But I was like, this is so funny because it's so fucking stupid. And I sent the picture to my friends. Like, of course, like, they're not going to play NFL on your shitty lawn. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? If there's no NFL, is no home here. <laughs> and like, when your stand, like your stance is like, I don't do this thing here. It's like, okay, nobody cares, dude. Like, just, just don't watch the NFL. Like, that's how you're going to fuck them. Like, 
I don't need to know that you're not watching the NFL. Like, I don't care. Cool. Friend of the show, obviously. Patron of the show, Wes Hampton. One of his favorite. Like, the Twitter he runs is a fan account for the pot it's such a weird rabbit hole there's two musicians chris and jeff and jeff is jeff rosenstock and he's this punk musician he's awesome they have a podcast together about lost and so they have a twitter about lost about their show but then wes is kind of a fan twitter of that show whatever it's a weird rabbit hole people i think who listen to this probably have some sense of that but jeff rosenstock wrote a song or he was in a band called bomb the music industry and then he wrote a song that like my friends love and we were talking about in the the chat with wes the other night called Mm -hmm. the shit that you hate and like the refrain and then at the end is the shit that you hate doesn't make you special and it's just like people are like perfect i'm never watching the nfl it's like cool good nobody gives a shit like nobody cares what you don't like just shut the fuck like who cares just shut up and move on <laughs> exactly a hundred percent with you as much as liking something dumb isn't a personality not liking something is not a personality either the shit that you hate don't make you special all it right joe not. any oh there's one other thing i want to say that the rock there's a, i think we i think we talked about this briefly a while ago i forgot about it but there's a young rock tv show about like him his up and coming whatever but he, he oh. announced casting today there's gonna be three different aged rocks in there there's gonna be like a 10 year old rock like a 15-year-old rock and like a 25-year-old rock or something. And oh, he, they announced that today. So if you want to take a look at that, um, I figure we'll probably cover it maybe at some point on this. I don't know. but Yeah, for sure. We'll talk about it. I think so. It's called Young Rock, and they announced the casting today, and like also of his mom and of his brother and stuff. Like So yeah, there's a lot of uh, Young Rock casting out there if you want to check it out. It's on Slash Film, and I'm sure everywhere else because it's just everywhere else, right? Makes sense. Any other news that you have seen? No, none. So let's get into the Ana Lucia Cortez, Leticia Ortiz lost for two minutes. Because oh. we are doing two episodes, because she is not in the first one. The first episode called Maternity Leave. The second episode called The Whole Truth. And I was saying to you, I'm so glad that you like this show, but I wish that I had anything to do in this segment. Because like, I, yes. I can't say anything about anything. And the way the second episode ends is maybe the most iconic ending to a lost episode ever. The first one, I mean, it might be Charlie going, where are we, like in the third or fourth episode? But Henry at the breakfast table just saying, if I were one of them, here's what I would do. It's like, holy shit, like what is going, like that's, it's one of the greatest moments to ever end a lost. And I can't talk about it because I can't say What's going on? We can talk about it next episode. But okay, so we get two. We get the first one had no Letty, but was a great episode. The second one ended great, but had a lot of Letty in it. Yeah. Okay. First episode of Claire episode, second episode of Sun and Jin episode. But it wasn't really a Claire like, was this, I had a question for you. Yep. Was this the first episode we've gotten that didn't actually have a flashback? Well, so it has a flashback. It's the first episode, though, that has flashbacks to the island. Okay. Okay. But yes, these so are flashbacks. They're just it. on the island. But yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I get that. It was just like not, not. This was the first time we didn't have non-island flashbacks. And this is one that I vividly remembered because that sound they play, like instead of the swoof, like the the whoosh or whatever, going back and forth in time, like the the like the alarm or whatever that is, is so burned into my brain. Like it's so jarring and so weird that like I was mm. like, oh right, that's this episode. Okay, cool. Okay, so yeah, this episode is Claire's baby has some kind of rash. She's all freaking out. She goes and finds the French woman. Yep, Rousseau. Who else was with them? I keep forgetting. Kate. Who's the third? Kate. You got a French yeah, woman, that's why an Australian woman, and a Canadian woman walking through the woods. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so she's like, she starts to remember because she talks to the psychiatrist or Libby. whatever. Yep. 
like I need to figure out because like I think I'm having these dreams or something and like I need this vaccine for my baby I feel like I need it she starts to like remember and she realizes that Ethan was a doctor I don't know if he's a doctor but he plays one on TV essentially yeah he's yeah yeah exactly he's playing a doctor remember I mean I I told you this a while ago but you remember that actor is Tom Cruise's cousin right yes I I didn't remember but I remember you telling me it and I couldn't have told you that off the top of my head but now that you said it I remember he's like a doctor and he's like and so they keep like drugging her did they take her more than one night i don't remember she was just gone Rachel she was said, gone for a right? while she was, yeah she was gone for a while like i so don't she, they, i don't remember it seems like a week maybe it seems like a week and also they said in this episode like it's been a week since we started that we tried to start a army or something i was like fuck it's been like 20 episodes they've been sedating her and they're giving like her baby some kind of vaccine injections supposedly we don't know they're gonna keep the baby but like get rid of her yeah they're convincing her that the baby that there's an infection on the island but they only have enough medicine for one of them and don't you want your baby to be safe like we're so sorry that we can't keep you but like we're gonna keep your baby safe and they have her so doped up that she's like oh yeah that sounds great thank you so much for taking care of my baby ethan like weirdly kind of creeps on her a little bit and it's like this can be your because he's just a creepy ass dude yeah and then she's like i need to go back and get the vaccine we get with the french woman and like they find the the place the hatch that they're in right medical hatch yep Yep. she goes down she's like looking for the vaccine well they turn the power on and i was like okay so the vaccine's either like not there or dead because it was in a fridge we saw this and and i'm like okay and she gets there she like opens the fridge she's like it's not here and they're like no shit and it would have been dead anyway like we turned the power on did you not connect this as soon as we walked in but something interesting that I, that we saw is that they have like some kind of costume makeup i don't know what the fuck that's about but i'm sure that we will find out well you already you already would have if you were eagle-eyed and remembered things the guy that jack met in the woods is yes. the guy who's in the hallway and he's got a big old rachel. bushy beard and this guy now is clean shaven tom friendly rachel said this like this is like not a spoiler but like you know, if no, yeah, if like it's, it's, it's very, more. it's very clear. It's it's meant to be very clear, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. So it's like the guy that's like the head of the others, whatever. So they realize that like nothing's there. She realizes like the French woman saved her, didn't try to kill her. That's it, right? That's like the end of it. Well, Mister Echo goes to interrogate on that part, but yeah, oh. Mister Echo goes to interrogate Henry Gale, and he cuts and he off just his confesses weird things. Yes, but I love my favorite line in this episode is that Locke says to him when he's going in, "If the alarm goes off, don't tell them what it's for." And Mister Echo goes, "What is it for?" And John Locke just make he just makes like a face, just like I shouldn't is like I don't I don't know, man, I don't know. Like we, no, <laughs> none of us know, but just like don't talk don't talk to him about it. Yeah, okay. But then this is <laughs> also works. the beginning of the manipulation, like we saw recently. Charlie manipulating Locke, right? Because he knows that yeah. Locke is has an ego or whatever. Here, it's Henry manipulating Locke and saying, "I don't know why you let Jack make all the decisions." He's like, "Oh no, we don't." He's like, "Oh no, that you're right. I'm I'm so I'm so sorry. That's my mistake." And yeah, then and he then goes Locke, outside like, has just like rage. breaks shit. Yeah, <laughs> what a small child reaction for being such like a normal middle of the road man most of the time. So yeah, that was it, right? That's like the end of the episode. Then we get to the next one, the Letty one. It starts out with her running, which is just awesome. Like, she's just, like, training for no just reason. Just working out, yeah. <laughs> Locke's cool. even like, keep it in shape, good for you. It's like, what? Okay. I guess that's just, okay, yeah. This is her version of doing pull-ups in Milton's secret. Because she's right? running like something is chasing her. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, so the episode starts, and I'm like, oh, shit, she saw, like, a fire or something, right? Like, but no, she's just running and, like, stops and takes a drink of water. Locke's like, okay, everybody else has been talking to the guy in the hatch. Why don't you try? <laughs> yeah, you were a she's cop. Like, you talked to them already, and she's like, Jack no he's like I don't care about Jack 
But then, like, everybody yeah, else knows, because, yeah, Charlie, like, because Saeed obviously knows, because Saeed interrogated him, and then yep. Charlie's just hanging out with Saeed, so Charlie knows. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Except for Anna. Exactly. This is, like, a very recurring theme in this this part of Lost. It's, like, everybody will know except, like, one person. And except like, for whoever yeah. learns that episode, yep. <laughs> exactly. In the same note, this is a Sun and Jin episode, and we find out that, like, Sun's pregnant, and, you know, we get, like, more of their flashback, and that, you know, she couldn't get pregnant, so this is, like, a, a Lost Island miracle here well, she it's not that she couldn't get pregnant he could he could he could yes, impregnate was... her and so the island not only theoretically healed Locke, but also healed Jin. oh true yeah good point that's mm-hmm. a good way to look at it and i was like is this just gonna be like i'm really hoping just for my own sake because i think it's funny that it starts out that like son gets pregnant and then they just like kidnap her too and this in the whole story of lost is just like another woman getting pregnant and oh it's just baby kidnapped. after baby that's all it is yeah that's season I, three like, is Kate's pregnant. Season four, that's, Clary's that's pregnant again. Yeah, all good. Clary has Charlie's baby. They kidnap her again. Like it's just like a, this revolving door. Yeah, it's weird that of, everybody loves it because it's just so dumb. After a while, it's just the same story <laughs> over and over again. It's like it's like the we killed Kenny joke. It's like another chick's pregnant. You know, like who's getting pregnant this season? We don't know. The most special person in the world. Yeah. They send Letty in. She's like, okay, like tell me all about like all the shit. Like why don't you have a beard? And like where the fuck's the hot air balloon that you crashed on? And like, well, all the shit. And she's like, okay. Yeah, she says, you flew around the world in a balloon and you don't think you can draw a good map? Like, he's just like being such a, he's like, he's being difficult. And she's like, come on, yes. guys, like, get get with it. And and she's like the first one that has like a smart idea that's like, hey, tell me where the balloon is. If I go and find the balloon, cool. I can at least believe that. Otherwise, you know, you're part, partially full of shit. She gets the map. Then she goes and tells Saeed because we have to tell everybody but one person. Saeed knows. And then her... And Saeed, and then Charlie's like, well, I'm hanging out with you guys, so I'll come too. And they all go look for this hot air balloon, and it just decides it's raining the whole time. And they get to the point where, like, it should be, and it's not there. And I'm like, this is kind of weird, because, like, it would be hard to, like... Like, if, if there was, like, a giant hot air balloon tarp... Didn't you say, like, one landed in your backyard once? Yeah. And listen to the story? It's huge, right? Like, it's gonna be, like, yeah, a it's fucking it's massive... Big. Yep. Like, you'd be able to see it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and even if they tore it to use it as, like, a tarp or, like, you know, a hammock or whatever the fuck you wanted to do... Like, and he's described be, like, it, I think, as a big yellow smiley face balloon on the top, right? So, like, it would be... It's very noticeable no matter what. Yeah, and, like, you should be able to see it from, like, a while away, and there should be a ton of it, so... Yeah, but they don't find it, and Letty's like, let's keep looking for it whatever and then they cut back to him and they're kind of like now befriending him they let him out of his cell a little bit he's eating cereal and he has like questions and questions and then he delivers the part that you were talking about which is the like if i were an asshole and like one of them i would have like drew them a map to go somewhere real fucked there'd be no balloon i draw a map to reveal us to a real secluded place like a cave or some underbrush a good place for a trap an ambush when your friends got there a bunch of my people would be there waiting for them They'd use them to trade for me. I guess it's a good thing I'm not one of them, huh? You guys got any milk? It's like, uh uh-oh. And that's it, in the end of the episode. Yeah. Okay, so I'm in it. I'm waiting for the next one. There was one big other Anna episode, or one big Anna moment this episode. Yes. Is that Saeed forgives her for killing Shen. He's like, I don't blame you, I blame them. Because, like, he realizes that she has PTSD from, like, her experiences with the others and not be able to trust people. Like, sure, she did a terrible thing, but, like, it's, you know, it's the world being shitty to her. And so he forgives her, which I think is a very noble and good and kind thing. But now they are sort of united in their hate against the others. That's true. And also, the other thing is, is Charlie had this line where she's like, Charlie, like, you know, like something about your gun that you have. And he's like, 
like, I don't have a gun. She's like, you should give it to somebody who knows how to use it. And he's like, last time you had a gun, you murdered someone. And I was like, wow, like, what a shitty... Oh, yeah, like, this, Charlie is in so far over his head in this episode, like, he should not be... He always is. The way that he, like, so, like, nonchalantly, like, takes the gun out of his pants and, like, pretends to hand it to Anna and then hands it instead to Saeed. It's just like, come on, guy, like, let's let's calm down. Like, who are you, who are you showing off for? Like, what is happening? No, he's hanging out with Saeed, Saeed so he's, like, big dick on campus now. Like, he thinks he's also, like, a master interrogator slash torturer, right? Like, and you're like, no, you're not. You're just <laughs> bored. You're a small child. But that was that was a good one. These, this is a good two-episode tandem. I really like these two, and I'm excited. For, how many more do we have in this season? Uh, We're about, I think, two-thirds, or, like, we're, we're somewhere good. between a half and two-thirds. There's a, there's a bunch left. Didn't you say that this is, like, where it's, like, people are, like, this is where it picks up and, like, Yeah, I think good. two and three. Like, the... I think people were people love the beginning of one because like it's so full of wonder and mystery. But this is where like it opens up and like two and three. Like I would say late two to late or mid two to like maybe late three is it's yeah some of the really good stuff. Yeah, you can feel it. I I can feel it. Like it's already like super. Like I yell at the TV when I have to stop an episode, right? Like so that's a good sign. Oh, the next Either one way. I will tell you. The next one is called Lockdown. And aside from the finale this season, season two finale. It is the highest rated episode of the season since other... It's tied with the premieres. The premiere finale are always like, people love those because they're usually big things happen. But this is the highest rated one that isn't the premiere or the finale, so... Oh, interesting. That is cool then. Okay, good. I'm I'm curious to see what what happens then. I had an interest... I had some weird theory, but I forgot it. I will also say... All the women. I don't think I said this. Michael Emerson, who plays Henry Gale, was hired for three episodes... And this was supposed to be the end of it, but he was so good that they wanted to keep him around. Um, so it's kind oh, of like it's kind of like the first season of Breaking Bad where Jesse was supposed to die, and then the writers yeah, break happened. Yeah, yeah. They're like, "Oh no, Aaron Paul's actually great." That's cool. That's a that's a cool factor factor there. I like that. Oh, okay, yeah. Next episode's a really good episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm excited. I'm assuming it's a lock episode. I don't remember. Like, I, I I read the summary, but it's a it's it's there's a lot of stuff that happens on the island, both in the hatch and outside the hatch. So. Any other thoughts about this double dip of Lost? No, I liked watching two, and it actually felt nice because we we haven't done one in a while. Uh, yeah, we took we took the episode off because of Tokyo Drift. Yep. Yeah, so it was nice to have two at this time. Yep. So that was good. The thing knowing that like Letty's not in one, it was like, oh, that's cool, but it didn't spoil anything. Right. I mean, because so, there's so much yeah. going on, on the island that like you know Jack could might not. I mean, Jack's gonna be in every episode. But, like Jack could not be in like six episodes. You'd be like, all right, right where's Jack been? Right. So, like it's there's just so many yeah. stories that you could tell that everything does like not everyone has to be involved than everything, right? So truth. All right, the next thing to do, the final thing to do before we take a break is the Fast and the Furious Minute, Minute 89, a minute I called because I'm not sure. I have so many what? questions about this. M-A-P-D question mark? Agreed. Good good title. I'm off duty M-A-P-D. I need a life flight rollout right away. My 20 is a highway 86 mile marker 147. I got one trauma victim. About 24 years of age, six foot, maybe 200 pounds. He's got real deep laceration to his right arm with arterial bleeding. And he's got a, a shotgun wound, close range to his left flank. Yeah. Yeah, he's going into shock.
in this minute, Brian calls in medical help for Vince as Dom silently stews over the long-term betrayal. Medical help arrives via helicopter. Brian and two medical techs bring Vince on a stretcher to the helicopter. Helicopter pilot prepares to take off as Dom and Mia look on from afar. And the first thing I would say is that music is back. It's been eight minutes since Damn. we had music of any kind. But this is, I don't know if you recognize the song, this is like the main theme back again. This is the BT, this is the nitrous slash title sequence back again. So it's kind of like a reprise of sorts, sort of a return to the main theme as the movie winds down. Yeah, it has like the, like it has this weird... Dun, 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 only one line of dialogue. It's a it's like a long line of dialogue, but it's just Brian talking. So that's there's not much there. But things mixed up last minute when, in a good way, we were finally not we're no longer chasing each other down the highway. But now there's even more stuff. A new vehicle. There is, there is, and so I had a fun time with this. Right, Brian says he needs life flight, and life flight's like its own thing, so its own company. Right, like everybody refers to like a helicopter medic as life flight but it's like a brand name. It's like calling stuff Kleenex, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I did that, and I was like taking down the like the number and stuff like that of the helicopter, and I had a revelation as I'm doing this. I go, hey, we use car movie database. There was a time that we found the watch movie database. I was like, I wonder if there's a helicopter movie database. And there's an airplane movie database. So I went to the airplane movie database. I found out exactly what kind of helicopter it is. It's an Augusta A109C. It's linked there, which actually, like, I clicked on the vehicle then, and it's been in, like, so many fucking movies. Like, every movie uses this helicopter. Batman versus Superman and, like, all kinds of other. Jurassic World or something. Like, a whole bunch of them use it. Wait, it's, in a, it's in a ton. It's in SWAT. The movie we just covered a couple episodes ago, it's in SWAT as well. <laughs> there you go. Grand Theft Auto exactly. 4 and 5. Yeah, it's in, it's in like dozens of things. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, the list was a lot longer than I thought it would be, but I guess that there's really not that many helicopters. It's not like cars, right? There's not like a bajillion of them. I honestly have no idea. If you were like, there's eight helicopters in the world, or there's like two million types, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, both of those sound right. I have no idea. I would know. I would imagine, because, okay, like, we like were looking at like freighters last time, right? Like, and there you had like Volvo, Freightliner, Peterbilt, right? Like, there's just like less options. Yeah. So I'm assuming that there's like less helicopter manufacturers. There's probably like, if I had to guess, it'd be like four or five. And it's probably like they make three models each. So there's like 25 different types of helicopters. So they're going to use one of them. The other cool thing is Brian tells us, I have like a long tangent to go on, but it, we'll get back to the point eventually. Brian tells us, he's like, his 20 is Highway 86, mile marker 147. Yep. So I'm like, dope. All I need to do is find mile marker 147 on Route 86. I went down this rabbit hole where apparently California doesn't actually use mile markers. Okay. okay? They use a thing called post miles. And you can look up the post mile of the thing. And it's like this weird, complicated... My brain still doesn't like it. It tells you the mile marker of the highway, but only for that stretch of highway going like one direction. And like you have to select the highway and the town that you're in, because it changes like when you're in a different town, I think. Either way, I could not find it using the post-mile services thing. There's, I went to the DOT of California to try to figure it out. And let me send you this website, just because I want you to see this like wacky shit. Well, I'm wondering, as you, as you do that, like I'm wondering if there's no reason to be vague, but the same way that Brian does not say he's LAPD, he says he's MAPD. And I even Googled, because the line is, I'm off-duty MAPD. And I was like, is yes. that... That's not a thing we know. And so I Google it. I'm off-duty MAPD. And there's a whole thing on filmboards.com 
from like eight to ten to twelve years ago, and they're saying like people are like it's it's almost like is this dress blue and gold or whatever whatever remember the I don't remember the colors but yeah. like it's yeah. people are like oh, my, oh no like you're an idiot if you don't hear LAPD and there are people like I only hear MAPD like it's, it's no one, I only hear MAPD yeah. I watched the the minute before I even came to the document because I like I like to do like a clean watch without like anything that you usually do get to the minute before me so like I like to watch it clean and then like see the things that I notice so I'm not like influenced by what you had and I was like oh he says MAPD and I was like that's kind of weird and then you had it in the document too so I was like oh fuck yeah you heard it too okay cool because i don't know what it could stand for like it's maybe like people on that forum that border saying maybe metropolitan area maybe malibu area maybe that's what i would guess because again like he's not a good cop but like i other people say lapd like other movies have lapd i don't like this is not like the worst lapd officer that we've ever seen in the movie right yeah and it's not like that it's not like lapd is not used in other movies either where it's like you know like nobody uses like a real football team's name they're always like the sharks or something right Right. so i was so confused because like i always thought and people were like do you think it's miami like thinking like working in miami and like on loan to la people like that doesn't make any sense because like he just goes to miami right like it's not like he was from there he was yeah exactly yes but people are trying to make sense of it in a way and other people are just like no you're dumb if you don't hear it it's obviously LAPD he's like no it's not like and I think we're watching like I took the minute and I just ripped it off the blu-ray and I just cut it chopped it up and so there's like no there's no other audio tracks there's no other subtitles there's nothing so I can't do it this way but I think from what I was reading online the subtitle and for the record the script that I've been getting like the rough draft of the, of the dialogue from both the subtitles and the script say MAPD, so I think it's, I would say 98% MAPD, I just don't know what it stands for, so. Okay, I sent you the thing on Facebook, click it, just open it, and see this, like, goofy-ass website, just because I wanted to show it to you. Opening? Opening. So you technically could use this website to find what I want, but I can't figure it out, and it doesn't make any fucking sense. There's, like, all kinds of, like, weird codes you need to know, and, like, I spent 20 minutes trying to figure out what the codes Oh, yeah, this, this is not, like, a consumer site, like, this is just, like, a, oh, like, this is, like, somebody, like, this is a lot of people's, like, daily job, they're like, oh, Oh, I gotta use Postmile. I gotta use Caltrans. All right. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So, yeah. So, I couldn't figure it out. But I did go to Highway 86. I went south of Thermal on a point. Now, I know from Postmiles that he's probably in, what was it, like River Riverside. So, in Riverside Township, which is like the longest stretch, which would have a mile marker 147, most likely, I'm thinking that this is where it is, and I put a link to it in the document. Based on the background, and we see the helicopter come down, we see the mountain behind Dom, tell me that the view that you get right there doesn't seem like right where the helicopter comes down, yeah. and presumably where Vince is on the ground. No, I think that it definitely could be. I mean, the entire thing might look like that, I don't know, but yeah, that looks that definitely looks like it could be. And if that's, you know, I believe it's CA-83, Thermal, California, somewhere outside Thermal, right? Like, yeah, this is all... Yes. There's no better... We don't have a better option, right? So... No, I, I, this is as close as you're going to get. You can walk up and down the highway, and you look that there's, like, that little bridge thing that they cross. I went back to Minute 84, rewatched that. It has a whole bunch of these, like, little, like, looks like bridges things. Two lanes, one way. I would assume, because they're coming from Thermal, they're going south as opposed to going north, right? Because they're, like, the cars were in Thermal. So why would they have gone behind the truck to come back around to the truck. Very cool. I'm going to take this helicopter and put it up in car. I don't know if it's a car, but I'm going to put it under cars. Cars and car details. Life flight, oh, okay. Augusta A109C. Heist that locations. makes total sense. Cool. Yeah, the clo- like, there's the helicopter text. There's the guy. There's two texts on the one in the front. 
They're just in full-body blue jumpsuits with the back that says Paramedic Fire and Rescue. Yes. The only thing of real note... They're also not credited on IMDb, not even as, like, helicopter pilot or EMT or whatever. Like, not even any uncredited extras where, you know, somebody's agent or whatever is like, you you were in this movie. Like, let's let's get you added to the thing, right? Like, that's... They're not even like that. Like, it's just like these people don't exist in the movie, right? But the one thing of note that Brian says that I think should be our trivia question is roughly how old is Vince? Because he says... That's a good question. I got one trauma victim about 24 years of age, six foot, maybe 200 pounds. Excellent question. I love it. He says it. it. It's relative perfect. It's also maybe our shortest question. Roughly how old is Vince? 22. Roughly how old does, Vin- does Brian say Vince is? I was trying to keep it short. Okay. Roughly how old does Brian say Vince is? 24 years old. Ooh, this is our 100th question. Nice. I know when you copy this and send it to your friends, it doesn't copy the bold, but I think it'd be very funny if it copied the bold, too, and you were like, God, they get every question right. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? They don't. No, it just it's just text. It goes right to Facebook chat to see what their response is. MAPD question mark? 89 minutes, 100 questions. Roughly how old does Brian say Vince is? 24 years old. Let's take a break and come back and talk about three music videos starring Michelle Rodriguez. episode number 131 michelle rodriguez music videos this episode is brought to you by music memory mighty music school music selections are thoroughly learned in an engaging and a highly effective way where students explore the music from the inside out and they are helped to actively listen to all the elements of the music melody harmony form dynamics etc that make each music masterpiece different from all the others Shout out to Music Memory. Well, shout out to Mighty Music Memory, and shout out to Christian Larson for these picks. This is something, you know, we talked about when we did Milton's Secret, that we never would have watched that movie if Haley hadn't picked it. Like, True. I don't know that I ever would have known that Michelle Rodriguez was in three music videos if it wasn't for Larson. So shout out Larson for picking these, and also giving us a little bit of a week off. Like, this is a an easy lift in terms of the 10 minutes or whatever of the music videos. True, very, very true. I appreciated that a lot, bud. Like, you didn't know how much of a nice favor you did for us. But I like these music videos because, like, I knew two of the songs, didn't know one. We get a nice stretch here. We will talk about it. But there's like, there's lots of different pieces moving here. So there are three music videos. There's Lenny Kravitz's If I Could Fall in Love, Demi Lovato's Confident, and Drake's Nice for What? Yes. The first one is what should be maybe the most interesting I think is the least interesting because this is, I did not know, I didn't, I didn't remember this song, but this was on the soundtrack of, and the main theme for apparently the movie Blue Crush. So this was like released or written for that movie. So this is the fourth single off his album Lenny released in December, 2002. It was the main theme for, like I said, in the soundtrack of Blue Crush. This was directed... I, I did a little bit more like digging in the background of these because I was like, I need to do something in terms of prep. So this yeah. was directed by Jonas Ackerlund, who has made a couple of movies recently. He made a movie called Lords of Chaos. He made a movie with Mads Mikkelsen called Polar. But he's done a okay. bunch of music videos. He also did Lemonade, Beyonce's visual oh, album, which is great. That's but cool. But he... 
I guess is maybe best known for directing a bunch of, I think, Madonna's videos, including Ray of Light, which won a Grammy for Best Music Video and won a record seven VMAs, including Video of the Year. So this guy is like a really accomplished music video director and now has done feature films and Lemonade and whatever. But it's hard, I think, to watch a 2002 music video in like, I don't know, 240p on my TV that like compared to the beautiful like filmed for the internet of the later two, like this is kind of a difficult one to watch. But it gave me a nice nostalgia because, you know, we always bring up things like Kiss from a Rose and like all of these things. And it was a, it was a simpler time when you had a music video that like was for the movie, right? And they like kind of include the movie characters in the music video and like this kind of tandem play. I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Although you're right, like just resolution wise, there's problems. Because it's it's difficult to watch to our brains now. Yeah, it's just uh, it's unfortunate. Like there's nothing we can do about it, right? So yeah, there's nothing we can do about it. But I I did like that, and I was really excited. Like I was like when I saw her, I was like, oh, it looks like she's in Blue Crush. It might have been around the same time. Yep. Not knowing how it was going, and then like no, they lean into it. The I see the other girl from Blue Crush. Keith Bosworth's in there, and the third one too, whose name I still do not know. But yeah, they're all in this. They're all like I feel like there's more of an opportunity to do a tie-in, and like only there's like one shot of a surfing scene. Like it's mostly three minutes into the four-minute video. It's just like oh okay yeah but they like still kind of have like the beach vibe the bungalow yep. vibe and the song wasn't bad did you know this song i, I didn't even i didn't I know don't this think so i think i really only know lenny's like hits same so i was like okay this is cool and enjoyable but we we do get a lot of michelle rodriguez in it for her being a cameo in a music video and it being a movie music video and being so early in her career too but i thought the coolest part was is she is firmly letty in this music video how so? Just clothing and just style-wise. Like, as much as, like, in Blue Crush, she was kind of teetering on this, this she has, like, mesh tank top, Olive Vince going on. She's in the club. She has sunglasses on. It looks like they just, like, took her straight out of this and put her right into the first Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> The styling, I was like, oh, damn. Like, it really felt like the costume designer. She was like, I like those costumes from that music video. Like, let's do that for Fast and the Furious. And everybody's like, cool, that works. Yeah. It feels like we have the three. It's Kate Bosworth and Michelle Rodriguez and the third one from Blue Crush. They're in the first like, couple of minutes. And then it seems like they both, they all disappear. And there's, like, other women and, like, kind of just, like, brooding, moody shots. And then, like, I think they kind of return by the end. But Yeah, there's, like, other girls, like, that are part of the music video crew. What I feel like could have been the most interesting because it's tied into a movie and could have had like the opportunity for like a narrative doesn't really have a narrative in the way no. that especially the Demi Lovato music video does yes. but there's not really like a thing like it's just shots of Letty shots of Michelle Rodriguez just like putting on clothes or walking around or laughing or whatever it's like there's nothing she's really doing it's more the way she looks and to your point like it works it, it captures her mood and her aesthetic but it's I don't know and I had like some other things like I kind of started to drift a little bit for all of the vehicles and things that we see in in Fast and the Furious, like, how do we never have any skateboarding? Don't you think that, like, Jesse would have been a skateboarder? Maybe this is a, a new wave thing. Maybe we can bring the new kids in, and when, like, we establish, you know, the Billie Eilish character, she can be a skateboarder. Just, like, a skateboarding teen? Or, like, we'll bring in Steve Buscemi as his character from 30 oh, Rock. God. Yeah, exactly. But no, I was, like, when I was watching that, I was like, damn, dude, we never get skateboards in this at all. It's, like, all cars. Because we don't get bicycles either. I think we've talked about that too. Like we, I mean, like I guess maybe some in Tokyo Drift. Like, oh, actually, in a deleted scene in Tokyo Drift, which you did not talk about last episode, but there is like next to Sean's dad's house, there's like just a bike rack. There's like six bikes, right? So yeah, there's, there's bikes in these movies, but yeah, here it's just yeah, cars. I like this one for what it was, and I liked seeing her dressed as Letty. I thought that was pretty cool. So yeah, 
The next one is the big one, I think. The or do you have anything one. else to say about the Lenny Kravitz video? No, no, no. I, I think, and I think you're right. I think the next one is the the biggest one. And it's big for a couple different reasons. So number one, I mean, this is a song that I did not know by name, but as soon as it started, I was like, oh yeah, no, I know, I've heard the song a million times. A hundred percent with you, buddy. This like was I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I don't think I know this song. And then as soon as I put it on, I was like, I know exactly what song this is. Yep, yep it was everywhere. Yep. So the cool thing about this is that this was directed by Robert Rodriguez, film director. I will spoil Future in the Lap, directed three other movies that we're going to be covering with Michelle Rodriguez in it. He did both Machete movies, Ooh. Machete and Machete Kills. He also did Alita yeah. Battle Angel, which he's barely in, but we're covering for other reasons. Okay. But Robert Rodriguez did the from He's not Dusk related to her, right? I don't think so. When I saw the name, I didn't put up that it was Robert Rodriguez, and I was thinking, like, could this possibly be someone of affiliation with her, be it husband or brother, cousins, you know, something. I was well, let's just, just call Brian Rodriguez and see if he's involved. Yeah, I, th- that's what I meant. Like, I, I knew that it was silly to ask that, but at the same time, I was No, like, yeah, I don't, th- I don't think so. I think, I was, I was thinking about, like, a, a joke of, like, you know, why wouldn't you hire someone with the same last name as you? But, you know, there's, a mil- there's millions of Rodriguez's, right? Like, Yeah, there definitely is, yep. Get A-Rod in there, too. He made the TV series From Dusk Till Dawn, the series. Demi Lovato played a role of Maya on that show. And so while meeting him through that, asked him to direct this video, and he said yes. The cool thing in terms of, I mean, maybe cool just for me and for Wes, is that this was shot at Troublemaker Studios in Austin, which was probably five or ten minutes, less than ten minutes, like five minutes from where I used to live when I was down there. Uh, Oh, very, very cool. Where the old airport used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this, this came out in 2015. Uh, there were guest appearances from Michelle Rodriguez, two people I don't know, and then Jeff Fahey. So the guy who plays her boss, I guess? Like the evil villain? Like the yeah. super villain guy? Okay, yeah. Like, it seems like he's Michelle Rodriguez's boss until, spoiler, she rebels against him and takes down, takes down his guys with Demi Lovato. I love him in Planet Terror, which is the okay. half of Grindhouse that Robert Rodriguez made. But, of note to you, kind of, is that he shows up in, I think, season four of Lost? Oh, cool. So I won't tell you, obviously, who yeah, he is or how, how he gets or there why, or whatever. But, but yeah. Yeah, so he... Uh, and by he then, was, I'll forget anyways. But He's yeah. in the future of Lost, which is pretty cool. Like, he's just a character actor, like, oh, that guy. Uh, but yeah, no, I love him in things, and it was cool to see him here in a, a wordless role as just evil bad guy who gets beaten up essentially and the connection that you have between him and her both being in lost is very interesting truly yeah i was um more focused on the storyline the plot it starts at a maximum security prison mm. and that felt very hobbsy to me right sure like either him taking them there the prison that brian goes to that braga's at or things like that it felt very reminiscent of that and i was like oh that's pretty cool you get the whole michelle rodriguez fighting scenes Yes. There's a lot of hand-to-hand combat that was a lot of, like, her and um, Gina Carano yeah. style from Six. So I was like, oh, that's also very cool. So I guess the, the story of this video is that Demi Lovato is arrested and branded yes. with a barcode. And she keeps escaping. Like, they, they keep trying to transport her places and she keeps breaking I think out. They, I think they, what they, were, they first set her out to capture Letty, I think. It felt like the first one was, like, they put her on a mission to go capture Michelle Rodriguez, and she gets, like, flanked or, like, surprised, ambushed. She gets ambushed by the rest of Michelle Rodriguez's crew. Right. They arrest her instead. So, But your way makes way more sense. 
I mean, it's definitely. I, I don't know. Like, it's a music video, so you can't yes, look too much exactly. into the plot. And there's yeah. there's no dialogue. It's just it's the song that doesn't. You know. Uh, again, I made I made I made a Lewis Black reference in the last episode talking about the roofer and the snow or whatever. But like, he made a joke on. I don't know why I keep thinking about Lewis Black, but he made a joke on like one of his first albums about like if you watch a music video. And again, this is just you know his his bitter asshole wit or whatever. He's like, if you watch a music video, like if you hear a song and then what you picture for the music video is the actual music video kill yourself like it's because it's another like it never has anything to do with anything right just like oh yeah it's a song about being confident and about you know female empowerment and michelle rodriguez talks about how the song is so cool i love the message behind it about girls believing in themselves girls who are hating on each other then all of a sudden join forces like that's the message of this like what's going on you're kind of following the story but essentially demi lovato and michelle rodriguez are on opposite sides of something the law or whatever in the end they team up to take down the actual male oppressor and like that's how they get there, what's actually happening, who knows, but that's the gist of it. Yes, exactly. But it's cool to see them fighting, you're right. What I think is new to the franchise, and kind of new to, in, in, at least recent memory, is we get, not shirtless Letty, but like, showing off her like, incredible six-pack like physique, just like with that She's crop very top shredded. shirt. Considering how in shape she is, I feel like they always have her in like, a wife beater or whatever, you know, an A shirt or whatever we're supposed to call those shirts now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Because we had bikini and blue crush. We even talked about that in like the board shorts, but here she's got like practical fighting apparel, but also like, oh no, she is feminine and beautiful and also ripped, right? Like, it's just like Which it's a we... cool. Yeah, middle ground that we don't normally see. No, no, I I agree with you. It was like when we were watching SWAT at one point. When they go to the bar, right? I think you were talking about when they go to the bar, yeah, and SWAT. Yeah, and like how strange it is to see her being dressed like, or like when she was a teacher in Milton's Secret, and they like let her be a teacher, I mean, minus her doing push-ups and <laughs> handlebars. Yeah. They like let her like dress not in baggy cargo pants for once. Yeah, not <laughs> and in, like, like, in, in essentially military garb. Yeah, so I agree, yeah. This was much better. I just like the overall, you know, girl power vibe. Yeah. I like think that's pretty cool, and I like them realizing that they're both branded, that they've both been through this, and be like, oh no, like we we can team up, we should be in the same thing, and I see them like get in the same car and track him down, whatever. Like it's a cool, like it looks beautiful. Like he's got his distinctive, you know, kind of like a little bit like B movie aesthetic, kind of shot and chopped in a certain way, but. I just love the way that he shoots stuff, and I love this. Like, this is the cool... The next video I like for different reasons, but, like, this is, like, oh, there's, like, actually, like, a story. Like, there's things going on here. You also get a shot of her following a prison bus and breaking out of that, too, you know? Yeah. I don't have a particular affinity toward Demi Lovato one way or the other, but, like, I don't think I ever would have watched a Demi Lovato music video, right? But, like, like I never even heard, knowing how much I like Robert Rodriguez, like, I never even knew that he directed this, right? So, like, the fact that this, like, slipped by my radar, like, I was happy that this that we talked about this. Yeah, and I, dude, I like the song. Like, the song doesn't bother me at all, so I was glad that I got to listen to it and now know what that song is Yeah. for, like, all the times that I fucking heard it. <laughs> like, you're right, like, I'm not, like, a huge Demi Lovato fan, so... But I knew the song, and, and I like pop music. It doesn't yeah. bother me, so... And then the third and final video that she's been in, and I would assume... I looked briefly. I didn't see... I want to look if there's any others. I don't think there are any others. I assume that Larson would have... These are the only music videos that she's ever been in, but... I think that it's a nice blend of the three different types of things, right? Yes. So this is Drake's Nice For What. This is from 2018 off his album Scorpion, uh, directed by Karina Evans, who did five Drake music videos, one for Coldplay. She's now doing some TV work. Oh, cool. That's nice. Because a lot of directors get their start in music videos, but it feels like she's one of the three who hasn't really broken through yet. Yet, yeah. But, you know, now that she's starting, like, there's that new, again, shout out stars, stars show P-Valley. 
um, which I think is about a strip club, maybe, in the Deep South, I think? That sounds interesting. Sounds she like it's on my She did alley. at least one or two episodes of that, too. So, like, she's kind of following the path of music video to TV to maybe features in the next couple of years or whatever, right? So Person to watch. Person of interest. Yeah. There's not really a story here, right? This is just, like, beautiful women being beautiful while Drake is, like, dancing around in a fur coat. So, this, yeah, this is what I wanted to talk to you about. That This music video, I mean, you know, it's a Drake music video, and he's definitely done ones that are more, like, short filmy. But this one cracked me up. It seems like they gave him a budget for a music video, and he's just like, okay, call a bunch of big-name actresses that I want to, like, hang out with possibly and get them to shoot, like, 30 seconds of footage, yeah. and we'll use three of it. And it, it kind of works. It's fun. The total list, so there was on Wiki, I copied this. Olivia Wilde, Misty Copeland, Issa Rae, Rashida Jones, Jordan Dunn, Tracy Ellis Ross, Tiffany Haddish, Yara Shahidi, Zoe Saldana, Elizabeth and Victoria Leonharta, Leticia Wright, Bria Vinat Vinate, Emma Roberts, Sid, Michelle Rodriguez, and then, of course, Drake. But it's just like, oh, that's that's a bunch of names. When Emma Roberts shows up toward the end, I was just like, yes, she feels out of place, but okay. It's like a weird thing where, like... We just talked about her, too. Like, remember we talked about her in the intro... What oh God, what episode would that have been? The intro to SWAT, when we were talking about Strange Days and Juliette Lewis and Justin saying, I can't believe you guys don't know her. And we talked about Juliette Lewis being the mom in Nerve. So Emma Roberts in a weird Nerve Fast and Furious universe connection, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I think that it also plays into where, like, if you were Emma Roberts, who is who is a star, if you're like a star and you're like on a TV show and Drake calls you and is like, hey, I really like American Horror Story. Do you want to be in my music video? You'd be like, yeah. yeah. Like, it's a really dope cameo. It's like a weird symbiotic kind of fun time thing right like like if tiffany haddish too like i'm sure yep. that drake was like tiffany haddish do you want to be in my music video and she's like fuck yeah of course i do like i think it'd also be really I? funny if drake was like you know growing up i really loved julia roberts and like i can't get like she doesn't really fit the aesthetic of this but i can get her i can get her niece right so well you know he has all those fucking tattoos of women all over him no i didn't i don't really know anything about drake other than he's from toronto oh really like he keeps getting like tattoos of like famous women on him like he had like an Aaliyah one and he keeps like adding to it and keeps like adding more portraits like his whole body is portraits so this is on brand for him, especially on brand for him. Yeah, he seems to enjoy beautiful women. Sure. Is what it's, which his lyrics seem to agree with, so. He appreciates a fine body regardless of the make, as exactly. long as it's a beautiful woman. <laughs> as long as it's a beautiful woman that he can tattoo on his body. So he just seems to be doing this, like, over and over again. It's like, I, I like Drake, but I have this, like, give and take with him. Also, dude, I don't know if I said it before, but. You have a given Drake? I was a big fan of Drake, and then I saw him on the episode of, like, Punked, and it was, like, the most soft bullshit that I've ever seen in my life. Like, did you, you ever watch Punked? Forever ago, yeah. Not okay. in the era when Drake ever would have been on. I For some reason, I found, like, the episode of, like, Drake on Punked. Like, just that clip. There's, like, a pregnant woman, and there's, like, an earthquake in this, like, parking garage. And she's like, I need to get in the car with you. Like, I'm unsafe. And he's like, no, stay out there. I'm famous. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Drake, come on, man. Like, which is, like, the opposite of, like, the Jadakiss one. Jadakiss is, like, in a stopped car and just, like, starts cussing out all these people. And is, like, very Jadakiss, right? Like, he just, like, it's just real as be and he's like no fuck you i'm reading this magazine if you want to move the car you can move the car i'm sitting here he's like i'm not the driver i don't touch the car like they were trying to get him to like move this car to like continue on the prank and he just wouldn't do it but drake's was like very scaredy and like don't come near me i'm afraid of what might happen so before we get to michelle rodriguez who is in this video probably less than anyone else but also is more memorable than anyone else i do want to say that this music video begins with one of my all-time crushes my all-time celebrity crushes of olivia wilde if you listen to high school summer party 
I've talked about my love of her both as an actor and as a director now and just I love her and she's in this probably more than anybody else like her in that big red skirt and like just pushing things off tables and I'm like yeah hell yeah give me a lot of Olivia Wilde that's awesome I know you have a big crush on her I saw her I never remember who she is like I always recognize her mildly like you know how you're hair blind like Mm -hmm. I'm face blind only to Olivia Wilde like every time I see her Rachel's like it's Olivia Wilde again which is weird because like she has a very distinctive unique face face and face shape yes yeah yeah ever since she was on House as one of the replacement doctors like Mm. I think three or four seasons in like all of House's like trusted associates like went off the like I guess they like we need to mix up the show and so they brought in like a team of like 20 interns essentially 20 med students and they whittled it down like three and she was one of the three and he just called her 13 ever since like 2008 or whatever like probably like her Uh. first like rise to prominence I was like oh no I'm in I'm in love with her like I have a big movie crush on her and then see Booksmart is so great and everything like i'm just like yeah hell yeah so then to see her here i was like yes but then to have michelle rodriguez like levitating like meditating but floating i was like (laughs) okay interesting choice and she's essentially like the last shot of the movie right like she's like very close to the end so she comes on and the music stops yeah oh and then there's the lyric or whatever like watch the breakdown the music comes back and i'm like it's weird and cool. That she's almost a focal point. Yeah, that the person we're watching this for is, I don't want to say the point of the music video, but it's like, oh no, she's the one we're waiting for. It's like, really? Okay, so we're waiting. Like, it's, it's a weird kind of coincidence. <laughs> yeah, I thought that I had missed her in the film until I, we get to that point. I also thought that she was going to be one of the go-kart drivers, because we get a go-kart driving scene in this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I thought that it was her behind the helmet, and I was like, oh man, if they put her in a go-kart, have her take the helmet off, and it's fucking Letty. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> but no. It wasn't. But then we just, instead, we get, like, a main focus of her later levitating scene. Like, she's Neo from The Matrix or something weird. I liked it, though. I mean, it was it was a weird it thing worked. that happened, but I was on board with it. I, like, I had no problems with it. I was just like, wow, that's not what I was expecting at all. I don't think there's anything else to say. Like, again, it's just, it's like, oh, cool. Like, there's Rashida Jones in the back of a limo. Like, she's cool. Like, I'm like, oh, there's, oh, there's Tiffany. Oh, there's Easter. Oh, okay. Like, that's kind of what this music video is. Like, it's like, that's the purpose nostalgia, of it, not nostalgia, but like nostalgia. Like, oh, I remember. I know her. I know her. Yeah. It was all just recognizable figures, which I, yeah. I really liked. There's not a lot of leadiness happening other than her just levitating them off the ground, which I was trying to think of like, you know what? That would be a pretty cool. What if Letty has like a mind super? power mm. what if she has like the mind of the race to steal something from nico so mia is the heart of the race she's the mind of the race yeah and like she like protects dom with her levitating powers all the time and that's why he could jump across the building like jump across Ooh. the bridge and that's how like when she crashed and she flipped her car she didn't die and that's how like han's still alive like she just like has this like you know not vision but the girl from marvel like oh, Scarlet Witch, yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of, like, mind power that can, like, move things, and she, like, watches over them with her levitating powers. Like, we joked about this before, but, like, in If Nine, she's like, oh, yeah, Dom, I can... He's like, yo, Letty, pass that Snapple, because, of course, he loves Snapple. She just slides it over the brain. She's like, oh, yeah, I can do this now. We're like, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. Like, that tracks. Like, we're... I'm good, It would right? be we're totally good. on brand, Yeah. <laughs> Well, she could be like, when I was gone, like, I, or like, as I'm remembering, <laughs> I realized I can move things with my mind now. Yeah, when my, when my memory came back, I remembered who I really was. Yeah, and she's a mutant. Yeah, I'm a mutant wizard. Yeah, it will work. Do you have a favorite of the three videos? Is it, I mean, it's not the first one, I don't think, but do you like the Demi Lovato one more or the Drake one more, I'm assuming? I like the Demi Lovato one more, just because she gets more, more screen time, that it kind of has like a story, it plays to her strengths, you get like her fight, not that like her meditating is not 
her strength, right? But, like, you know, hand-to-hand combat. Right. We get a little bit of that from Michelle Rodriguez. Like, okay, this is cool. And driving and breaking out of jails and teaming up with other women. I think that one's much cooler. Yeah. I think it's a nice blend of three different things. Like, a narrative one, a kind of just glossy, here's what's going on, and then one that, like, who knows what's happening, actually, in the 2002 one. But, uh... A nice blend. So thank you, Larson, for picking these three. Yeah. Thank you, Michelle Rodriguez, for being in them. I don't know. But yeah, I think this is a nice blend. I The picture, like, I was like, I don't know what picture, like, on the tweet, the preview tweet for the episodes we're doing, I did the her levitating one. But I think the picture I'm going to do is this one I found from... Her and Demi Lovato, like, shaking hands. It's like a behind the scenes of her and Demi Lovato and Robert Rodriguez. Because I'm like, that's, that's pretty cool. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, that is cool. I like that one. I was like, I was really, I wanted to get one of her like in that top, like just showing the new look of Letty, like with the shoulders cut out and everything. And yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. I like this. Good call. So next week we are, it's a themed week, which I feel like I was one, like, once I, once I realized, I, I got as much as I can promise. <laughs> if I knew Robert Rodriguez directed this one, I might've put this closer to whatever, but anyway, it's fine. Okay. But next week, not Robert Rodriguez week, that is coming later. But next week, we are doing Weepy Wacky Romance Week. Oh. When we put together the lap themes, I ask you a couple times, like, do you, and, you're, and you basically just say, I trust you, pick what you want. Yeah, uh, yeah. But you Normal. said this time. I want a Lifetime movie because this theme of memory loss, like, I don't know which one yet, but I need something. I'm like, cool, got it. So I just put in Lifetime movie, yeah. did a little bit of research for our film club, and you found one. Please, I mean, without spoiling things, I still haven't seen it yet, but please tell the listeners <laughs> about what the wives he forgot will be. Can we play the reverse? Can you, can, I want you to do a Joe oh. and tell me what you think the movie is. Because I've seen it now, and I enjoy it. Tell me, based on the title, what you think happens in this movie. So I think it's one of two things. I think either a guy habitually, systematically keeps falling in love with a woman, marrying her, having a family, somehow getting amnesia, and then has all these past lives. Like, at least two, I'm thinking. I'm thinking that it's the third time, kind of a harem, a gaggle of women, whatever, but he doesn't know. And then they find out about each other, and they come together to take him down or something? That's option one. Okay. Or... Remember, it's a Lifetime movie. I know, but, like, it's it's, it's hyper... It's, it's again, that, like, adding the tropes of all that. I had another... I had a, I had a backup option, which was more campy, I think. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I had, I had a good option B, and I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank now. I thought I thought I had two options, then I went on this other woman tangent. Now I don't remember. Without spoiling anything, I would like to tell you, it is about wives he forgot. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, you know, you've talked about a lot, like, the, it's all there in the title. Yeah, th- that's that's my favorite part about Lifetime movies, is, like, it's meant to be, like, when you're scrolling by, you're like, the wives he forgot, like, how did he forget those wives? And then th- th- that's why you watch the movie, right? Like, it tells you, like, it's about a guy who forgot that he had wives. How? Why? Where do we get to? We don't know. But, like, it's giving you as much of the movie as we can in the title. I'm assuming there's going to be, like, memory loss. Like, I don't think it's going to be willful, like, forgetting. I think it's going to be there's something traumatic that happens to him. And he's like, he gets bonked on the head. I know bonking is big in these movies. Bonking is big. He gets bonked on the head and forgets these women. And somehow, I think I think my, my overall thing is that they're going to team up in a way, they're going to find out about each other, and they're going to come after him. Well, we'll have to watch the movie and see. So also, that's, Molly that's Ringwald's Tuesday. in it, by the way. Did you know that? Cool. Oh, this is from 2006 or something? Because there were, like, two that you were down between. There was, like, one that was more recent and one that was a little bit older, right? This is the older yeah, one? Yeah, this is the older one, but it's it's a fucking ride and a half. Cool. Okay. It, it will be fun. It hits a lot of the themes that I like in Lifetime movies. It hits the theme of our lap, and it has Molly Ringwald. The audio of it is destroyed it is just all sorts of out of balance okay it's like a step up from that lenny kravitz music video 
but like with way worse audio. Cool. Okay. Cool. 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 <laughs> yeah. So that's Tuesday. And okay. then Friday, and I want to be clear because there is another thing that's called this now that is getting much more acclaimed. We are watching The Vow on Friday, but not The Vow as in the Nexium cult documentary. We are watching mm. The Vow, the Channing Tatum, Rachel McAdams, weepy, wacky romance movie that we would have covered for Magic Mike, so we not abandoned that project. Yes. But this is one that, you know, I love. Another one of my all-time crushes, Rachel McAdams. Same, dude, same. Her and Channing Tatum. I, it's about memory loss. I don't know anything else about this. I hope it's just like a remake of The Notebook, but just with Channing Tatum instead. Like, shot for shot. Just like, they just like... It's like face so if it starts him. at a nursing home, we'll know that something's up. Yeah, I'll be like, this seems a little familiar. The Wives He Forgot and The Vow. Yeah, it's, The Wives He Forgot's going to be fun. I can't wait to talk about it with you, and I can't wait to wait to rewatch it because I had a good time watching it the first time. I highly recommend you drink some beers while you watch it. I'm also assuming this is going to be kind of like a shorter, breezier movie. Is that true, or is it unnecessarily long? No, they're all... Come on, dude. They're made to fit in an hour 30 with commercials every time perfect so it's like an hour and 15 max i think love it the wives he forgot and then the vow which feels like that might be longer who knows but that's next week Week, weepy wacky romance week you know perfectly on brand for a podcast about the fast and furious true it is this is i there's there's gonna be fast and furious things to talk about when we talk about what's it called though Watch I imagine so, yeah. Any other thoughts about the music videos or anything before we come back on Tuesday for The Wives He Forgot? No. I'm just ready. So then for all things Too Fast Too Forever, you go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast Too Forever, or at Too Fast Too Forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Come back next week for Weepy Wacky Romance Movie Week. Check out all 131 episodes of this podcast, wherever you find podcasts. So if you have not episodes. left us a review yet, please leave us a review or just say nice things. And again, I'll say it again, family at cageclub.me. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And we'll tell you all about it when we see you again.